2: Ah. Happy Friday! It is December eighth. It is Mara Carabella's birthday. And
1: her happy two happy birthday, Mara forgot. dear! Happy days have come to you all year. If I had to wish that, it would be have the whole thing. Happy happy birthday to you from me.
2: Now the spanking Yikes. machine. Oh, Yikes. people don't do that anymore. <laughs>
1: no 2023 that has a whole different connotation we don't do such things
2: times have changed but happy birthday Uh, thank
0: you i'm sorry we stink are you doing anything fun uh a little dinner tonight little hanging out with some family and friends all right yeah very good yay happy birthday thanks
2: well um we're fully into december i feel like we haven't been all together for a few weeks so this is nice to be back together Yeah. yeah yeah He's good. And, and Greg, if you're feeling like he's amped up today, he is on Red Bull. So he's feeling, he's so got his wings. I Double always fisting. drink Red
1: Bull, but uh, it is a little later in the afternoon mm. for me to be drinking.
2: Okay. Yeah. You are kind of fired up and ready to go. I was. So if you want to text Greg at midnight tonight, he'll be answering. He'll <laughs> oh, yeah. be waiting. He'll be
1: re- waiting for your text. My tests. Pittsburgh Steelers could not be worse of a team, and I watched them last night, and that's really made me salty as well. Really? Yeah, it's really good stuff. I'm I feel like a Broncos fan is what I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, you guys are on the, in up. the, in the upswing. In the You're hunt. on the upswing. We're not. We're on a downswing. In you're on the upswing. Hunt. So. Mm.
2: Well, uh, as usual, there's nothing to talk about this ah, week. Ah, it's
1: another boring day.
2: Except for a few things. Uh, it is, I want to give a time stamp on this because people always look back and think, what did you know mm-hmm. at the time when we did this? So it's 3 o'clock on Friday afternoon. Word uh, broke last night, the Tribune was the first to break the news that Sean Reyes may not be running um, for office again. I just spoke to Brian Malahi here at Two News. He says he has his sources that say that is correct. He is not running, but Sean Reyes himself has not come out and said that it's supposedly coming out in video form. So, uh, Greg, are you surprised that Reyes will not be running again? You said he has good poll numbers right now behind uh, the scenes. There's
1: numbers. So, I think that if you're not a politico, um, you might not be tracking the the uh, Attorney General Sean Reyes and the Tim Ballard stories. Uh, you
2: don't think everyone knows think about the everybody Tim Ballard stuff. I know. No, I know. But that's, I think what, that's this the fatal flaw of Politico's. Politics. No,
1: I think that's the fatal flaw of the Politico's. We think the world sees and enjoys and immerses themselves in the issue. But this that we has do.
0: nothing to do with politics. All I know
1: is that the polls didn't show that he I was know. Hurting, When was but, it? When, which but are you I will say this that it wouldn't take long for that to Catch have up. an impact, and I, I think so. What I the second part of what I was going to say is, while he might enjoy the income, the the high polls of incumbency, uh, there are, I mean, he's really hitched his wagon to Tim Ballard over a yeah. long period of time, and as that story continues to unravel or unfold, uh, his campaign would be tethered to that. Well, whole you time. saw
0: this in um, a couple of people jumping in already saying yes. they wanted to challenge him, long before it was maybe, well, not long before, but not necess- not it was not necessary to do this, and you had a couple of high-profile people that looked like they can raise money. Yeah. So clearly his team is reading this as time to get out. What will be interesting is it if, in fact, he does get out, um, it, it may be a smart long-term political move for him if he ever wanted to reenter. I think to be bloodied in battle is sometimes hard if he gets out now. You yeah. wonder if he'll no, That's actually a good regroup. observation. Yeah, can you could be David
2: Levitt and end up in Scotland with a castle. <laughs> <laughs> he has so right. many followers on his that
0: Instagram page. Have he? you looked at it? Yeah. I no. Maybe that. I'll follow him. I is he start. doing interesting things at the castle?
2: Uh, the castle's beautiful, and I love old architecture yeah. and history, and so I went down a rabbit hole one night and was lucky, <laughs> but he has a lot of followers on there huh. as he's renovating his
0: castle. castle. Mm-hmm.
1: So does he have a dungeon?
0: Never mind. I won't Great. Go there. Why? I, I'm not. I won't Why? go there.
1: I'm sorry. I apologize. We should keep this highbrow. Yeah. We keep this high road. So one high thing road. that's
0: interesting is how far they've teased this out. I mean, we're end of the day on Friday usually friday afternoon is take out the garbage day with the press like yeah, it's right it's not really I mean, a, big, you, a big I know, things me, on Heidi, friday is afternoon a press
1: time to be releasing big news friday um it's evening? a well if you don't want it to be something,
2: something that you want it to die and go to bed i mean so they're going to release it probably if i were in charge of telling them what to do probably around five or six o'clock
0: yeah then it's Have after hours nobody
2: can answer questions you've got your press release and by monday there's something else insane going on that
0: President Biden will have spoken
1: again, so there'll be a the whole new The assignment editors
0: will have changed, so you won't have the normal reporters. Yeah. But so, they teased it out so much. Like, we're I all know, sitting around waiting for it. But did they it. tease
2: it out on purpose, or did someone leak that wasn't supposed Fine to? Fine questions. That's the question. Because are they floating, you know, balloons out there and saying, hey, leak yeah. this? Or did someone
0: be naughty? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna go be naughty. <laughs> I'm going to go with be naughty. I'm going to go with be naughty, too. It's the time of year where you're just burying stuff. It's, it's Friday afternoon couple weeks before a holiday it's a good time to have nobody notice what you're doing
2: yeah but uh, except I think, us
1: except us but
2: we are going to talk about <laughs> it like it or not we call so, the balls
1: and strikes right here
2: yeah so that'll be interesting hey while we're talking about election stuff i wanted to mention that robert f kennedy jr i always have to think about his names in order for a second there rfk jr was in town last week uh spoke had a pretty big crowd and right after he left he filed lawsuit against the state uh saying that the January, the first week of January, deadline was just too soon for a candidate like himself to get the signatures in. Uh, was that fair, Mara? I mean, he only needs a thousand signatures. It is a very early deadline, but yeah, was it needed that he filed
0: suit? I do think because of how our laws in this section were constructed, which was very quickly as a compromise to a Senate Bill fifty four. I think these tweaks of the gathering. I think you'll see in the future actually legislative candidates asking for either you know we moved the filing deadline to January and sometimes this happens in the law where you move one deadline not another and they start to feel mm-hmm. stressed the the number is very very low I will say um, for a presidential candidate to only have to gather a thousand signatures I know because you look at but a senator he it's was objecting different. also to the timeline so yeah. I actually think any area of law where we can get rulings in um, election law is tremendous I think this was worthy of a challenge. And,
1: and uh, Didn't the judge already decide? Yeah,
0: yeah. the judge yeah. said so they're, they're moving to, to March.
1: March now. Yeah, so it's, it's decided. Yeah. It seems yeah.
2: fair. And that was quick. I thought it was great yeah. that they got it into court, made a decision, and got yeah. it out quickly. Do you think
1: it's because it was a Kennedy? If you had some no-name that wants to run as an independent, do you think the courts would have grabbed onto this and ruled as quickly? I
0: heard that the judge heard that you were really into Kennedy <laughs> right now. And <laughs> so he was like, if Greg No, that would be with the him, of death. If I liked I RFK
1: Jr., they would not even take that case up. I hope no. they would
2: do it for anyone. And the interesting thing is, is when you want to get into politics and there's politics behind the scenes of anything. I mean, a lot of people see him as a spoiler. So, I mean, they could have ignored him even if he's RFK Jr., you know, and yeah. made it drag out in court forever. I also like
0: then, that he made a quick decision and it was reasonable. Yeah. I mean, he extended it by. Three if, months. To because it was the end of January, January,
2: February, into and March. So, yeah, yeah.
0: So I was like, okay, yeah, that was reasonable.
2: Way yeah. to go!
1: Yep, yeah. I'm good.
2: So good news there. Uh, do you have anything I'm you'd happy. like to say about that?
1: Yeah, I like RFK Jr. a lot. I <laughs> will <laughs> yeah, I lock do. him you a lot. I lock him have a
0: little crush.
1: I'm all in on candidates that yeah. make everyone uncomfortable. That's why I like Vivek I saw Ramaswamy. You
0: watching those push up oh. videos. Okay, I well. watched.
1: I love that guy. I love. I love RFK Jr. I love him calling all, all the. Corporate greed in both parties. Ooh, I love it. Crazier the better. I'm, I'm letting you, you crazy. guide the discussion totally today. So I'm
2: going to take Vivek and like go to the presidential debate. He, the weird thing about him is you listen <laughs> to him and sometimes you're like, this guy's actually kind of like brilliant and bringing up interesting things that you don't think about. And then he jumps like the shark to like, I have no what, like La La Land. And I'm like, there's Who no shark. Is this? I,
1: I, I was a, he was. Speaking truth to power. Everything he said, I you loved, loved
2: all his conspiracy
0: theories.
1: Uh, they're not conspiracies. They, he actually, I thought he laid out a very good case of how those things have been shown to be true. Which Fortunately
0: one? for the rest of us, the more he talks, the less popular he has become. Like he Saudi I mean, Arabia's
1: involvement in nine eleven. That's not a. That's no longer a debate. That's not a conspiracy. That's that's actually been verified. That's true. That's one of the things he brought that up.
0: That is true. So, post-debate, what I was pleased to see is that Nikki Haley seems to still be getting traction, and Chris Christie, for the first time, maybe did okay. And, you know, I think he... he I thought he he, was down and out before this debate. He's not winning anything. And I don't even think he's trying to win anything. But he landed a couple of punches
1: that before he tried to, and he woofed. I heard this. This is probably the best assessment of that debate. If you liked Vivek Ramaswamy like I did, you thought he did great. If you did not like him he annoyed you even more. If you liked Chris Christie, you thought he did well. If you didn't like Chris Christie, you thought he bombed it. And I think, so you got more of whatever it is that you, whatever you felt towards particular mm. candidates. Uh, Ron DeSantis, however, uh, emerged probably a lot stronger as a candidate in terms of what he, how he was able to answer and frame uh, his answers. I actually think Megan Kelly is a moderator. I think she was a- actually able to handle the debate as, as well as we've seen, and even let the candidates, Debate amongst each other Did a little bit. Did you watch it? I watched a lot of clips. I didn't watch it all live.
0: Yeah, see, I mean, here's the other thing that's becoming more. And we talked about this the same last I debate. watched a
2: lot of clips. I didn't a- watch that the actual. Totally I was
0: looking to see where but I, I also, could watch but it. But I also Watching read the the, aggregated role at the end. No, no, I did. I did, too. But, like, it's interesting how none of us want to watch the whole thing live. Well,
1: I thought I'd be more like the last. I, I, I have no interest in everybody I screaming over top of each other and yeah. looking for the funniest one-liner that'll make the, the news that night. And I think it that's where it
2: helps that we have a smaller crowd. Don't you think when you have a smaller crowd yeah, you can actually talk issues? Because when you have so many people it's whoever can get the one-liner or slap the other person and get kind of the headline and I feel like the fewer and fewer people you get the more you can have a substantial conversation the interesting thing is there was another debate that was set before the Iowa caucuses and it was canceled now it sounds like it might be back I'd like to hear him talk again but I don't know we'll see
1: if it's on CNN I would say no thanks that's a that's a that's a stick to beat yourself you don't feel like they
2: have moderators that Mm -mm. could do a fair job
1: well, just take the take the L.A. Times and how they complained about Sean Hannity being the moderator for uh, Governor Newsom and and Governor DeSantis, saying that it was it was Sean Hannity and it was Fox News, so it wasn't even a, a a reasonable debate. Well, the same can be said L.A. Times about CNN interviewing the Republican candidates. So I think that's the the partisan land in which we live. You don't think the Republicans are
0: smart enough to answer questions from a CNN anchor?
1: Well. I do, but I think that I just, think, think, that I it, just think that it's that you'll hear the same commentary that the LA Times provided about Governor Newsom being treated unfairly. You'll hear the same about a CNN interview from Republicans. Same deal. It's a waste. And so when you get yeah, there, That's, good. that's nice. Projecting. I get jaded. That's good. I get jaded. I get. I don't even think it's real.
2: All right, I'm going to put you all on the record. Greg, you're first. Um, who do you think comes out? Nobody's winning right now. I mean, Trump's so far ahead that everyone fighting on the debate stages. Fighting for second place, and I don't know if that's going to be a vice presidential contender or hoping that, you know, Trump somehow gets sued to the point where he quits or drops dead or whatever. Who is going to be first place of the people on the stage right now?
1: I think it's I think it's Ron DeSantis, who I like the most is Vivek Ramaswamy. I love this guy. I, I, I wish he had more traction. I was shocked to see had a website open, uh, Real Politics or something, where it was showing me in real time, like different states and how they're all polling. And I hadn't really seen it all you know, cumulative like that, Trump is crushing every candidate by percentage. Iowa, you name it, he's just so far ahead. Uh, the closest to him re- really is Governor DeSantis. And then you have some pockets where you see other candidates that are doing well. But honestly, if you're looking for an odds-on alternative to Trump right now, it's going to be Governor DeSantis, even with Nikki Haley's finding herself with popularity. But it's really more of the establishment, uh, I would argue, Republicans who want who like her, and um, I don't think the people that were the brand that it, Trump is drawing voters to, I don't I don't think she's going to be a strong alternative to, to Trump. I think it's going to be De- Ron DeSantis.
0: I'm putting a timeline on my prediction. Mm-hmm. I think who we will have coalesced with the conditions that we're ignoring Trump right now because he's not showing up for yeah. like party stuff. So ignoring Trump right now, mid-March... We're going to see um, Nikki Haley set aside the rest of the folk. Nope. She has uh, been uh,
2: rising. The question is, can she keep rising, or has she met her? America
0: for Prosperity is w- who will
1: differentiate her.
0: Dollar, dollar bills. AFP's
1: go. coming in for her? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, yeah. No, they are formidable. They yeah. are. But and
0: they do grassroots, which is what her campaign is that's, lacking. That's the Koch brothers, right? Coke brother, yeah. Coke brother. At
1: this
2: yeah. point, yeah. yeah.
0: So I think she will. I'm not saying Iowa. I'm not saying January 15th. But if you give her until mid March of up. the field that's playing right now, she will. She will make it a one-two person
1: race. I have another prediction that uh, that uh, President Joe Biden will not be running for reelection. And I'll bet you that comes. You're out. still
2: sticking with that.
1: Yep, I think that it'll be a race between Kamala, Vice President Kamala Harris and uh, and Governor uh, Gavin Newsom, and I think Gavin Newsom will win. Uh, and but it's not going to be announced until the very very last second, so that You've you don't have a crowded. i pred- yeah, yeah. hey, he we just wants to make we sure we just that predicted that on just the de- Republican right. side, so I'm All just right. putting the other side. I'm just, I'm just putting. Out the-
0: out you're talking a lot for my birthday. You keep going. Uh,
1: You go. You go. I was putting the tail of the tape. I was putting the (laughs) scorecard together for the fight.
2: I gotcha. All right. Mara's first on this one because she is the birthday girl and because it's her turn. (laughs) Um, There's been a lot of talk about free speech on our college campuses uh, since the Israel-Hamas war started with protests that are happening on their pro-Israel, pro-Hamas, and also Funding being yanked from some schools. While that's going on, here in Utah, Governor Spencer Cox um, kind of put out a statement. Was it at the beginning of this week saying that he wanted our Utah state-run universities to be a place where you can speak to both sides, but it had to be fair and it couldn't be nasty? Uh, Depending on who you're talking to, they've kind of read his statement in different ways saying that he doesn't want uh, people to have free speech. Um, Where do you see the governor coming out on this?
0: So, I, I, I'm i not so much stuck on the governor wanting to talk about how to treat each other. I, I am going to direct quote him because Ooh, okay, he has some direct quotes in here. He So, I think the context matters. He was at a press conference being held by the State Board of Education, yeah. and so he was behind a podium, and he was speaking to the public. This was not... You know, a private affair. And he was speaking to the presidents who lead our universities. So one would assume these are esteemed, capable adults. And he said, quote, I do not care what your position is on Israel and Palestine. I don't. I don't care what your position is on Roe v. Wade. We don't need our institutions to take positions on those things. He goes on to say institutions should remain neutral and that college presidents who are interested in giving their opinions should quit and instead run for political office. So I just think it was a bad leadership moment for him, and I think that his approach – was sort of from a really weak position. And I think what he was trying to do was to say, here's what I want you to do. Here's what I expect of people in Utah. But he didn't. He called out leaders and told them what they can and cannot do. That's not what leadership is, and that's not how you respect people. And a governor who has sort of really anchored his brand in respecting other people, there is no incredible adult that will be pointed at and say, Greg, let me tell you exactly what you should do. I think his intent was well. I want to I want to not be too semantic with him. He was saying, hey, listen. Now, it's also really important to note that we have not had the direct issue he was speaking about, but it's worth warning. I mean, you know, that, that, uh, that anti-Semitism is at an all-time high, so I mean, it was worth the warning. He would have been better served, though, To not put down edicts. Edict is a really small ball leadership. And I was really disappointed in how he did this. And then I will vehemently and adamantly incredibly disagree with his publicly held notion that the only people who should be talking about politics and civic government are elected officials. Because... It is the will and desire of everyone in America. That's the definition of democracy is that the civic square should belong to the people. So to say to someone, if you want to talk about politics, you should go run for office. I'm like, I want to hear from the university presidents. I want to hear from the students. I want to hear from you. I want people talking about it. Now we go on to say, what's the appropriate way to talk about it? Can I disrupt other people? Can I cause harm? Can I threaten? No. But That's been established in America for years and years. So I appreciate the spirit in which he was coming at it. I I don't want to miss the forest through the trees there. But this was as weak of a leadership style as I've seen Cox demonstrate in a long time
2: interestingly enough greg as we go into this i think you know when you go into the university systems i think that there probably is a left lean to some of the uh, professors and what they talk probably. about but i think that you want professors whether it's right or left or in between to have an opinion i think what we want is even if they have an opinion to make sure that kids in their class feel like they can debate the positions and talk about why this is good or bad or give their opinion so that it's not like my way or the highway because we want kids having hard discussions. We want them meeting and talking to people who disagree with them or think of the world differently because that makes them stronger, smarter, faster, I would think.
1: So uh, what what I'm about to say... (coughs) Um,
2: Puberty sucks. No, it's
1: just (laughs) Mara is sick, and she's made me sick today. She she gave me whatever she had (laughs) earlier today in a meeting, (laughs) so I am sick. It happened that fast. Actually, I don't feel sick at all. It's just my voice sounds it. So I am not disagreeing with anything Mara just said. So this isn't a retort, but what I will say is this. The only time I ever hear anybody really – Defending freedom of speech or that universities are places where ideas the battle of ideas can occur is when someone gets the sense that the left of center message is being stifled. I am seeing safe spaces where you cannot enter into in university campuses if you have a right of center opinion. I'm here, I'm having speakers at universities that are being banned and not allowed to come onto campus and there's a security problem if they are there to share a right of center message. I never hear the same debate, the same uh, worry about freedom of speech went across the board. I I don't see it as a two-way street. So I, I listen to this and I'm at least grateful we have a governor whether it's diversity, equity, inclusion, whether it's Hamas versus Israel, whether whatever it is, whatever is causing these uh, these debates or these high emotions, I I do like that we have a governor that's saying, stop with all of this, stop with the activism. It's just just we're not going to do this, and I wouldn't want to see it on the don't do it on the right, don't do it on the left. But I'm glad that he's at least doing this. I'm not sure every governor that I've. You know that I've I've seen as of late would actually make a statement like consensus uh, building. I mean, sa- like, consensus uh, building governor is Cox not did. done
0: by pointing your finger and telling well, other leaders what they can Mara, and can't I do. I wasn't. I
1: wasn't. No,
0: no, taking, I know, I wasn't but like to task
1: with your, the with other thing your is your though, I do saying, think we have I'm a group of leaders. We have a governor. Bringing Weber it up.
0: State brought George Will a few months ago. Yeah, and George Will is a highly. I mean epically conservative and he's also so smart and so thoughtful and so um, articulate and Weber State did that really well and they did have some people complaining because of his very existence almost to your yeah. point point. Yeah. and Weber State handled that really well. And it went off. So, I mean, I, I agree with you, but again, I, I'm, I'm not going to concede that he he had a great leadership moment. I just, I, I
1: just don't, we just don't need silence in moments like this, I guess is what I'm saying. I I don't disagree with anything you said, but I, I think silence or just blowing it off or not saying anything would be worse than what we got.
0: Now the hard part about this is, so we just talked about the governor on Monday, um, today and yesterday. There's also heavily, uh, Focused conversations on University of Pennsylvania and, or excuse me, Penn State and Harvard, and these discussions are really hard right now because mostly they're around um, anti-Semitism and anti-Islamic yeah. movements. And so, first and foremost, we all need to figure out, and I think this is easier said than done. How do you say absolute no for that kind of racism and bias, um, regardless? And how do you say no to that and then still say, keep a dialogue open, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. this is a fine the line concept. between
2: like protecting the First Amendment and then saying, okay, that's violence, because at some point it's not protected to tell someone you want to murder them or kill them or. Right. Um, and me, so.
1: Can I ask this question? Yeah. It's not argumentative. I, I genuinely want to know if there's an answer to it. I have been led to believe, and maybe I'm incorrect, that if you are in an academic climate or, or campus and you are not acknowledging pronouns, that you could be seen as acting inappropriately if you're not asking someone what their pronouns are and you're assuming what they are. Is that a speech? I mean, it can, in other words, can I talk about, you know, from the river to the sea, we're going to throw all the Israelis because we don't think they should have land, and there's nothing wrong with that, but if I didn't ask you your pronoun, I've, I've committed some kind of unethical um, misstep. I mean, which, which, is it both? Is it what? what? What can you do and what can't you do? Truly, I want the memo.
0: So if I'm, I'm going to ask you a question back, if okay. I'm considering running You're for president... You're question with a question. That's yeah. not fair. Well, I mean, it's okay. not my question to answer. All For every single well, you academic speak for all institution you speak for in all the liberals. United States of America, <laughs> I would like to speak on behalf of everyone in a Thank learning you. environment. Yes. Um, if I were running for president and I very openly said that America will fall apart if they... And I go on to threaten and tell people that when I'm elected, I will systematically hunt you down and make sure I destroy you. I mean, that's pretty aggressive and specific speech. Is that protected? Yes, is the answer. All of it's protected. I I mean, so what we what we keep wanting to do is to throw. That
1: can't be protected. That seems a bit.
0: Harsh. i don't know talk to trump about it not me he didn't so say that he keeps talking about finding people
1: find new news sources i, I mean you're, you're talking you're this.
0: bringing esoteric pronoun singulars oh. i'm gonna bring up trump so i mean i think the point is that it is That's common sense question.
1: you just had to go there <laughs> I, I had a real question, not a real question. can you can you, can you, you know, miss go the pronoun, back go back to talk about hyper right i want to know can you do one or the other you I know just
0: just do what people want you to do, you know, respect other people. I don't think it's that hard to disagree. Depending I don't think, you think not respecting I don't other think you think it's that hard to disagree. Like that's I, what I we're find, losing. Yeah, I think I, we're I losing it, the I, art of having discourse. But it's because our it's leaders are are not modeling very well across yeah. the board. Did you guys listen the to
2: the congressional hearings earlier this week where the president of UPenn and Harvard and MIT were there? And I think that's where a lot of this conversation yeah. this week is coming from. And today, uh, former governor and ambassador, John Huntsman Jr., who's already pulled all of his money from UPenn, he's um, been a generous uh, giver there at the university since he has been a student there. I think all of his children have gone there. He is now calling uh, for Penn's president um, to be removed from her post. And it all comes after uh, the Penn president and others struggled to answer specific questions on whether calling for genocide of Jews violates school code of conduct. Uh, Is he making the right move here to create change?
0: I mean, he's a contributor, so he can do what he wants, but you have two issues there, so Mm -hmm. let's not conflate them. Ironically, Huntsman pulled his money because Penn didn't take a statement. He was angry... Because um, remember, he he pulled his money a, couple, a because week they didn't or so come ago out and say, because yeah. they didn't come out and damn. So it wasn't, in fact, uh, speech. It, speak, it was lack of speech. That because he they was, didn't
1: condemn the slaughter of women and but children he, and babies. But yeah, that's right. We just
0: applauded our governor for telling them to shut up. And Huntsman is saying, you didn't say anything and I'm mad at you.
1: No, I think he wouldn't have said it if it was for in the defense of women, children, and babies. I think he's saying it he, for the defense of those who perpetrated that slaughter. pulling his money because
0: that higher education institution wouldn't take a position. And our higher education institutions have just been told they can't take a position. So I'm just saying it's a complex. He pulled his money because they wouldn't make a statement. What his recent call was today. And his today, concern
2: was because there was different clubs and organizations on the campus. And he felt like
0: the university should make a statement. Yeah. And they didn't. Now then... Subsequently, I think it was yesterday that the president um, was at a congressional or senatorial hearing, and very frustratingly, and this is with as much grace as I can muster, those um, presidents of these esteemed institutions chose to parse words and be semantic when what it called for is common sense to just say no, of course, none yeah, of that is acceptable. That should be the lowest right bar for all of us. If we all believe it, and I think where it percolated rightly so, is that everyone was like, you went with some legalistic parsed language instead of just condemning what is obvious to condemn. If I had
1: to pick a liberal university professor, it would be Mark Carabello right now. I'm I'm, I am, <laughs> I'm putting your name up. Top on the list. So, uh, Greg, you. when you listen to that, did send you, send you want them to bills. flat
2: out say this is not okay? What did you want to hear from them?
1: Yeah. I don't think it's a hard question. I, 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 it's almost surreal that we have to parse uh, words on the simple question that was asked about genocide or about uh, these, sen- these sentiments being expressed and where, you should, where we all should be as human beings in this moment about these things. And so, yeah, I, I, I found it to be surreal that this was a hard question to answer.
0: Now, then could she have later followed it up with saying, yeah, just because hey, I, you know,
1: when I agree, Happy you end Hanukkah up you know agreeing with enough. yourself. No, you,
0: you, <laughs> you, but like what she, you can add the complexity in. I think what people were frustrated about is she started with this complex argument instead of just saying first and foremost, and, one, it was a crazy hypothetical situation, but she should have just said to this insane, I mean, to, it's it's not unheard of, but to say to that, of course, we should all condemn it. What she was trying to do is saying, hey, there's conditionals, there's context, there's time, place, and manner. I'm not just saying anyone, you know, that fits under this because we are so heavily politicized. So, again, I see her point. She's walked it back in her defense all of them have said that was not my intent. She's walked it I don't it know if back. that was
2: her, but her PR people sent out a her statement. People.
0: Yeah, fix I, just her people I'm just
1: never yeah. going to concur with you because you had a, such I a beautiful answer. I just continued the conversation. And I, I, I agreed with you. I then continued. you felt obli- morally obligated to disagree.
0: Greg, my comments were not
2: about you. <laughs> No,
1: you're about <laughs> disagreeing with me agreeing with you.
2: Bill Clinton really hit it on the head when years ago, and he said it depends on what the definition of is is. There seems to be a, a whole lot of that sentiment that goes on when they're talking. But I think if we would all speak plainly and sometimes from the heart and just explain sometimes instead of just
0: trying so hard to, I don't know. Okay, so can I, can I use that for a segue that I requested? Yeah. Oh, are we going to move <laughs> to Christmas music from no. Hamilton? Can we? Yeah, we Please. are. Please, you'll yeah. like this, Greg. All right. In my defense, it might make no sense once it leaves my brain. So I will tell you, there's She's a high, there's a this. high chance that you'll have just tons of fodder to mock me on right now. But I've decided to share my car thinking You're be with vulnerable. you. It's your birthday. No, Ooh. I'm not vulnerable. I'm just so sharing think car just thinking as well with in your you. Cars, the shower, because l- I get I, all my best thinking done in the shower. I used to have a shower pad and a pencil that wrote in Ooh. the shower. That was great. It was so good. So this is my car thinking time, and I'm going to use Christmas carols as an example of political moderation. And how we should moderate our things. So, roll with me here, Greg. I'm not
1: saying you. What, what, I'm going to hear three Christmas
0: carols that, like, I. So, remember the theme. You know, we should not tolerate what we shouldn't tolerate, right? I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to tell you to moderate on unacceptable things, but I was judging myself because I heard these two Christmas carols back to back, and I started to, you know. Think about what my reaction. So first, I'm going to start out with a third Christmas Carol. Mm. If you ever choose Greg, because you of of all the people I know in my life, you're probably the most likely to want to waterboard me. If (laughs) if (laughs) if you decide to waterboard me, that means you're pretty safe. You should do that. uh, Yeah. Well, road rage. (laughs) So um, if you decide to waterboard me, you would either play heavy metal music. Or you would play any version of Little Drummer Boy. I oh. I hate that song so much; it makes me so nervous. I hated that song I too. Till Josh Groban. Have you it. heard of Josh Groban's it, version? Yes. It doesn't matter. Still No good. Hate it. So first, I start out on the on the scale in which I am declaring hatred of a very <laughs> beautiful Christmas carol that many people find inspiration from. So that's an extreme, right? I'm not open to change in my in my car- Christmas carol. Um, Scenario: I'm not open to things. Example number two is you know the song. I think I think the group was called Band Aid, but -hmm. you know the Feed the World one. Yeah. And do they know it's Christmas? Oh yeah. I hate I I. So here's my wokeness for you: if there was any version. Of a white savior complex, it is that song. It is Uh so insulting. One Africa is fifty-four beautiful nations, not one. And the premise that do they know it's Christmas because it doesn't snow there and they're poor. I'm like super judgy of that whole song. (laughs) That is a dumb song. Every time I hear it, going
1: in a totally different direction. Every time I
0: I hear it, I'm super judgy and I'm super liberal judgy. And I want to talk about Jesus
2: wants the Christmas season exactly. And so
0: I'm like super. I can't listen to it because I'm like. Oh my gosh, it's so colonialistic. It doesn't recognize diversity. It's really white savior complex. So, here's all my political assertions. So, here's my moderate assertion here. Mm. Because one of the best Christmas tunes ever written, and it has to be the Gene Autry version, it can't be anything but the Gene Autry version, is.
1: Uh, <laughs> when we- it's not that. It's not that.
0: So okay. when Gene Autry sings, <laughs> Here Comes Santa Claus. Okay. First, if you cannot find joy in pronouncing Santy Claus instead of Santa Claus, you are dead. You're dead inside. Because if you just decide that this Christmas season you say Santy Claus mm-hmm. instead of Santa Claus, you'll be a happier person. So you start with that. Here comes Santy Claus. <laughs> but one of the best lines of moderation and just accepting what people were trying to say to you is on christmas which for many christians as i think we all are in this room so i'm leaving out those of you who don't who are atheists and don't believe in christ because you should follow your own path but for christians Christmas is like the highest, one of the highest mm-hmm. holy days, right? You've got Advent around it. You've got seasons of devotion. It was, it was truly deity being born that set us up for salvation. It's got a lot of heft. And the best line in that is let's give thanks to the Lord above because Santa Claus comes tonight. <laughs> I love that. What is uh, that is the best. So this is my that is my example of political moderation. Yes, let's give thanks to the Lord above cuz Santa Claus comes tonight. It's got materialism in it, it's got Santa Claus, and we are actually using the Christmas holiday to think. Is there our alcohol in your
1: cold medicine?
0: This is the thing. <laughs> is I told you there was here? room. Those are some good thoughts. You just start thinking about how much political moderation. So my example of political moderation is I love Gene Autry's "Here Comes Santa Claus." I just wanted to share. Okay, let me share. It's my birthday.
2: I just wanted that to share. That is good. Um, if I had to cancel a Christmas you don't song, have and I don't to believe say. in canceling Christmas songs.
1: I thought I the I, Christmas yeah, shoes the song. That, that Do you know what I'm talking about? I, about I mom I hate that one. Every time I Which hear it, I switch the Christmas channel. The Christmas shoes. Because the mom died. I don't like. I just don't like Christmas songs.
0: None. None. You're Grinchy.
1: Oh, I am. Yeah. Do you like Christmas? No, I like this one right here.
0: It's Christmas time in... Ho- Can I read this out mm-hmm. loud? It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens. Oh, I, mean, I, I got collard greens.
2: Is this your song?
0: Because we give thanks to the Lord above. All right, how about
1: mine? Who knew you are going to get this from us? Yeah, Southern Christmas. That was highlighted in the Christmas movie Die Hard. So you know, little Run DMC. Run DMC. My favorite ever Christmas album was Boys to Men. Mm. Mm, It
0: was a good one. see, I'm a classic. I'm an Amy Grant. Mm, Also good. Um,
1: Yeah, Krista listens to the uh, Christmas songs from uh, Frank Sinatra.
0: Oh well, how can you not? Yeah. But again, did you see I tied that into politics? That was nice. No, see, nobody wants to hear what I think about when I'm driving. Okay, well, well, I shared. I shared, Craig.
1: You love the Lord and Santa Claus. That's no, moderation. I just was saying,
0: like the fact that you can just listen to that sentence and go, "That's right." All let's of the above. Let's do it. Let's, let's do give it. Thanks to the Lord above for Santa Claus. That's right. Like, just accept it. Yeah. Don't judge it. Don't criticize it. Just say that sounds just nice. Just like let's mm, do settle it. Settle down, down in it. Just I'm like, there. This was my version of don't get too wound up on the left. That is what my outcome was. Deep
2: Thoughts by Mara Carabello. I'm going
0: to share with you. I liked it a lot. Greg doesn't even know what to do right now. I don't. Okay,
2: so let's go go to somebody that's in your wheelhouse. Let's talk about the governor's budget. There's a lot to go over. We can't cover all of it right now. There are a lot of dollar bills in there. But one of the things um, that he's looking for is we're trying to solve the problem that homes are too expensive in the state of Utah. There's not enough homes. Uh, There's not enough homes for starter families, for low-income and one of the ways we've been trying to solve it in the legislature, um, put $50 million in a pot. So I think you could have $20,000 towards your down payment, if I remember correctly, if you were a first-time home buyer. Uh, very little of that money's already been used. It's a new program. No one's really even asking for it right now. It's kind of the holidays. Nobody's buying homes. Um, interest rates are high. But the governor wants to put another $50 million in that bucket. Is that a good use of our dollar bills, or is this just something that you say because you want to sound like you're trying to solve the problem? I,
1: I, I have I have good friends there in the legislature, and I, I'm going to certainly ask them what they're thinking because I have no clue how any of this government money creates more affordable housing. Um, I don't know who runs to be the housing czar here in Utah. I don't, I don't know that that's the role of government. Uh, I think if you wanted affordable homes, you'd see areas where the cost of living isn't as high as the Wasatch Front and see opportunities and and jobs and, and things like that and that would that would certainly allow you to buy a home that's uh, more affordable if you were off the Wasatch front but what could government do there i would say transportation infrastructure water infrastructure things like that but if you're just putting money in for down payments who's to say that the down payment amount you put in doesn't automatically inflate the the cost of the home by that amount i'm a I, pessimist I, just, I worry about I, that. I don't understand the role of government in Uh, supplying housing. I've seen... I think Eastern Europe was pretty good at it, or they thought they were, but I don't know how we do it. I don't get... I really don't get it.
0: I haven't read Governor Cox's version, but it sounds like he did just want to keep the conditions on the fund the same way. Yeah. If he keeps the conditions on the fund, some interesting things that they're doing are that it has to be on a new build, so it also has an economic benefit. Um, There were conditions around uh, developers, which I thought were really important, and it also... You had to qualify... Um, you you had to repay back the loan when you sold the house and you had to keep it for so long. It was really focused on home ownership. They made a strong case that, and now I'm referring to the legislature who passed the original yeah. I missed that piece. So if you sell the house, no matter how long you have
2: it, you have to pay the 20000 back? Yeah,
0: and then there were conditions around how long you lived in that house, you know, sort of yeah. the, the normal ones. But they were making a strong case about how much stronger of an economy you have when you have renters versus, are excuse me, buyers versus renters. It, that was the rationale last year. I mean, it was interesting because yeah. it was championed by the Republicans, particularly in the Senate. Mm-hmm. And as part of the conditions, what Greg was referring to is Steve Waldrop, who is a former elected official, Cox also named as his housing czar. So one of the things that is interesting is, while I don't totally disagree that our Republicans have redefined big government, hmm. I... um. I do think that having a housing czar, I'm in favor of. Because if Utah can't get a handle on affordable housing, a lot of our economic indicators yeah, look, will begin it, to decline.
1: It's, it's I, If you want to
0: do those Can down pol- payments politicians off the Wasatch fix the Front, problem?
1: fair enough. But the li- dirt is just going to cost more and more and more when there's less of it. I don't know how anyone thinks there's a government bill or appropriation that's going to make the dirt cost less. If the dirt costs more, what you put on it is going to inherently cost more. If you put... I mean, if you're going to put a bunch of houses on a finite amount of dirt, it's going to be high density. Or if it's not, you're not going to have that many homes to put on it. Now All remember, I know this is this. Still individual it's Utah a scarcity making of resources. We, choices. I think the Wasatch Front, 75% of the population of the whole state in four counties in a valley have checked the box of growth. And you better get outside this Wasatch Front if you want to see good growth and, and healthy. You know, good qualities of life, cost of living not be so prohibitive, congestion failure not being there. You got to get off the Wasatch Front. Maybe this program does that. Maybe it incentivizes that type of home. Like make beaver
0: great again. Yes, go.
1: <laughs> if you can get off the Wasatch Front, great. I mean, even, I don't know, Tooele. Uh, but don't move to Washington County because their prices are pretty steep, You have. Too. I don't know. Don't
0: move to Summit. Don't move to— I no, mean, you move, Summit. Forget I mean, you've got to move done. more off. I mean, we have to tackle this issue well, that's in it. So maybe way. this
1: program is designed for those types of regions. But I'm going to tell you, if you don't—it's a supply—if you don't have enough dirt <laughs> in this valley, I don't know what you think you're going to pay for by way of government money. They're not limiting make the house. it geographically. I, but you just said Utah County is going to need something. I'm, I just think that people, when they see this, they're thinking— here, where where seventy five percent of the population it's, it's live,
0: eligible for every member. Well. I will say it is interesting that that we're proposing one of the biggest budgets we've seen, and you hear the legislature talking about um, tax cuts, yeah. and you also hear them talking about a da- like that they don't have a um, surplus anymore, and that they might even have to make some cuts. So it's an interesting bit of messaging because I'm hearing I'm hearing a a big comprehensive budget from the governor and then depending on who you're listening to in the legislature and by listening to i'm only talking about the republicans they're saying that taxes need to be cut they're also saying hey by the way we won't have big surpluses so don't come knocking at our door and then they're also saying that they want to put a bunch of pretty aggressive fees in place because remember republicans don't tax they fee, they fee. well so, fees are
1: more fair than taxes because
0: they're the same thing no, and they just fees. have a different payback system but if you are the in service. fact the Person paying them, it's still the government taking your money. Yeah, but it's so just you all more feel direct. better about the word, yeah. but it's still the government
1: taking your cash. You pay Gov- a fee to get into a park, and that helps the park stay open. That's a good way. Some to do of
0: it. Utah's fees are structured, and you know this, in tied up. Capital stacks on bonds. So they play a lot like a tax. It's just y'all like to I don't call them Yeah, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Another thing Hughes. on Governor Cox's <laughs> list, and I don't know all the details, uh, asking money for
2: childcare. And that's been a big thing where people have been concerned because there was a lot of money that came from the federal government during the pandemic that actually has lasted long after the pandemic. And I think people are getting concerned, thinking, you know, can we still run? Do we have enough money? And the governor's saying, hey, you know, some money needs to go to childcare. Is that a good place or is that creating big government that, Republicans in Utah don't like
0: we know it's a big barrier I mean Cox did I think what the executive branch should be doing which he and particularly maybe a governor who's starting an election cycle um, (laughs) he picked some really acute pain issues right now and addressed them um, but he did address them through giving them investment and support so I would be someone who says great No. You should see Greg's face. No, I look. Um, Your Red Bull is not sustaining you, friend. No, I, no, I was accused of being slunking. too chatty. I was a bit of a chatty <laughs> patty, so
1: I'm trying to hold it in so I don't get, you know, accused of being okay, on a okay. Red Bull high cuz okay. I I'm, I'm me, you know. I'm just I'm just trying just to keep you. it just you, you know, level but like, you know, I know it was twenty years ago, but the first budget I voted on was seven billion. It's thirty billion now. I know the state's grown. Is that what all you that.
0: get when the Republicans are in charge? Wait, what
1: so in like seven state? years we've
2: gone from seven no, to thirty billion?
1: No, it was seven and twenty years ago in '03. Oh, okay. my first Oof. budget in '03 was tw- seven billion, and now it's thirty. And I remember when it hit ten billion under Governor Huntsman, and I thought that was crazy, crazy. blows your mind. And um, and so it is growing real fast, but you know. Just because you have the funds doesn't mean you should have to spend them all and all these different ways I keep hearing about. So I would just love to see uh, maybe less of that and, uh, you know, more in infrastructure, more in the stuff that people need for economies to grow and for people to live. And I don't know that there's anything more important than water infrastructure, road infrastructure, infrastructure. All
0: of that. So one thing Greg and I were talking about offline that I do think I want to insert into the our really smart... we talk
1: about a lot of different things. Yeah, you
0: do. Are, no, like this is good because okay. the, like this is what our... I love our audience because I'm assuming they're the same as we are. The bunch of These political are politicos, absolutely. Around. but so when, can
1: bear to listen to this. One thing,
0: so one thing that is really going to change the filter we use starting in the 2024 session as a setup is because we've all but confirmed the Olympics and the opportunity that has for infrastructure. Now, we were really bold with infrastructure and really lucky the first time around. But throwing that equation in and the infrastructure play there, I do think you're going to see a sifting of priorities based on uh, the Olympic and the ability to attract money. And well, we, uh, I think, the money those, go. I think right. those are
1: undetermined. And, and just, and folks, if you if you didn't realize because it you know everyone's not you know taking inventory of everything uh, th- getting that light rail line up to the university of utah which was really funded because the olympics were coming right it changed the prospects of that university in incredible ways meaning that everybody was driving to that school and the ability to have new facilities buildings and how to accommodate the, the growing uh, campus it was impossible as soon as that line was uh, completed. You could. You didn't. The car. The automobiles that were on campus plummeted. You didn't need as much uh, by way of parking. You could build more buildings. You could accommodate more students. It really did become a, a catalyst for a lot of other very good things. And I think in this Olympics, preparing for it, uh, we could enjoy some of those same high speed train
0: was just in discussed in Vegas two days ago. Oh yeah, the, the, the feds gave it a thumbs down though, didn't? Yeah, it? But, Salt Lake City to Las Vegas. But that's because we weren't. I mean. It's in play, I think, if the yeah. Olympics come. But what a Western state could do in investing in infrastructure. I, yeah. I, I mean, this is where Greg a, and I have always agreed. It's a big it's, opportunity. It's a and, big opportunity. And,
1: and we and Utahns will feel the benefits in so many different ways. But
0: I'm, my point is the Olympics are now going to be a stronger political um, allocation calculus than they ever have i mean we listen to the olympics from us you know an environmental and a community and a cultural point of view but i think folks like greg and i i hear the olympics and i start to think appropriation yep absolutely yeah. there's
2: going to be a lot of money flowing this through the state and figuring out where it goes um Greg, your friend Hunter Biden um, has been <laughs> really charged. My I'm just kidding. That's not my pal, uh, he's, he's been
1: a charged. He's I was to actually Mara. surprised.
0: It's a casual relationship.
2: Yes, I was <laughs> surprised to see this. That um, he's facing tax charges out of California now. Uh, the documents filed yesterday in U.S. District Court in Central California. They show that Hunter Biden was indicted on nine tax-related charges on Thursday. He was charged with three felony and six misdemeanor tax offenses. I kind of was thinking that nothing would come of it because a lot of the times, the what do you call it? The my brain is not thinking it's a Friday. Anyhow, they'd pass their expiration date where yeah. you couldn't oh, at a this statute point of limitations? statute of limitations where you know charges couldn't be filed. I was kind of surprised to see this happen. Mara, are you surprised or um, did you expect this after the last case kind of blew
0: up? I mean, I think it, that's that's what the special counsel was indicating that they would do. I mean, the deal is Hunter Biden's a schmo, right? Like, so, dude just doesn't have his act together.
1: Nope, he doesn't.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: I'm proud of you for saying that. I mean, that's hard for- Well, I mean, he hard for, on face. Well, it's not hard at all. Democrats I don't know Democrats in, in America right now are trying to argue otherwise. you are saying it's a witch hunter. Oh. They're just trying to go after Biden. Well, but I mean- I think the guy- The guy's his, a schmo. He's- reaping what he sowed. I, I just think this is, if you look at the pattern, I, I just think he's a schmo. I think that's the best way to put it. I don't if you, you spend
2: the money that you should owe for taxes on hookers and blow, you're a schmo. That's what <laughs> you you've learned on this better. podcast that's today. That's right. Heidi and it, said it it the way I
1: wanted to say it, and I thought there might be some <laughs> federal communication law that would prohibit it, but you said it. So, the good news is,
2: is there's it. no FCC laws that... Govern us here in the podcast That's world good So you could drop Uh-oh. any of the seven I naughty words say. here, although just because we're classy people and yeah, we're um, we don't do those things working here in the KU TV studio. We're going to try not to say any of the naughty <laughs> words unless it's like the swear words that you can find in. And let's say the Bible hookers
1: bar. and blow that is not in the no. category K like just you
2: checking. could say hell or damn. Yeah, you could even do. say ass that's in the Bible, okay. but probably beyond that. No, no. OK, yeah, good to know. Boundaries are good. If you do, we might just have to bleep you out. Uh, what else do we have to talk about? Oh, Senator Mike Lee. Uh, he has a bill right now out to defund the U.N. If you look at his based Mike Lee account, he's had um, some based Mike Lee type tweets <laughs> that you would expect <laughs> under this issue. But it's actually a serious one, and it's one that is not new. It's been brought up for years where uh, there's been concern over the UN peacekeepers that go into these countries that are war-torn, people have been traded into sex slavery or human um, slavery, Uh, just really tough situations. They're going in there to be helpers, and instead of being helpers, um, there have been investigations. I think PBS Frontline had an investigation back in 2018 showing that peacekeepers were going into countries And sexually molesting and abusing people they were there to be helping. And this is the reason why right now Cinder Lee is saying, you know, it's time to defund them. They're not doing good work. Mara, uh, do we throw the baby in the bathwater out? They obviously do good work, but with some of that bad work comes human nature and some bad things. Is it time to get rid of them, start afresh and do something new? Or is the UN still valuable and our country and the rest of the world needs them?
0: I mean, I find it valuable. Mike Lee, every once in a while, Mike Lee needs to just dog whistle a little. He's taking over Ron Paul's position, and, and that's fine. I just think this is a really John Birch. It's, it's been harped on for years. Um, it has a ton of traction in the state of Utah, particularly in rural Utah. It's laid with a tons of conspiracy theories, and it's really sort of about globalism, and it's about fear, and um, Mike Lee plays this fiddle, and he'll continue to play this fiddle. No, I, I don't find it very interesting. Is there a way, though, that we dinosaur. can help as
2: the U.S., as the country that, you know, can kind of make changes? Is there I mean, a way that we're, we can We're in a help controlling position.
0: And this is our entire geopolitical discussion over and over again. I mean, the... We have problems with our government. Developing countries have problems with the government. The peacekeepers have had problems. But, you know, the World Health Organization, you want to abolish that? I mean, he he doesn't proffer a plan for a substitution. He is talking about tearing down something. And all he's doing is virtue signaling. So if he would like to get serious, then let's have a serious discussion about the role of globalism. Let's talk about the role of peacekeeping. Let's talk about world hunger. But until he comes to the table, doing more than dog whistle i i'm sort of not inclined to engaged on the Based Mike Lee's point of view, so you feel like this is the
2: handful of Republicans who got rid of Kevin McCarthy, but didn't have a plan of how to fix this the problem. That
0: this is a handful of birchers who have been around since the '80s. I mean, this is such an old tune with no new music. So no, I mean, there's
1: a lot of new music. I mean, you you're secu- the UN and, and who gets has veto power over whatever actions they would take. If is the United States into, not in a
0: power position at the UN? Is, is, Did is I miss that in memo? The countries
1: that will not the China. I don't.
0: Did I is, miss our control level at the UN? I mean, yes, he's not suggesting. I, He's not I, I suggesting any real need, changes. He's UN just saying work. it stinks.
1: I, I think it. I, I so that, you don't
0: think the World Health Organization does any good in the, in the world? <sighs> do
1: you think that during COVID they were leading out and helping us, or do I don't you think, think they their were role causing is to, to lead, to the lead out. chaos? I
0: don't think their role Th- was to their, lead out.
1: Their information was conflicting, and it was it was making the, everything. I I didn't see it as value add. I and really so did. not So you don't think the work faced, they do on
0: poverty and hunger? You don't think the distribution of <laughs> basic. Let you I mean, come on. Does the
1: UN have some history of of graft and corruption in there, this, the yeah. people that have been there,
0: yeah. That, does America yes. government have a history of graft and corruption? But in the UN, exclusivity, non inclusion, I mean, people have, not having a right to vote, it, yeah. It of is a they less do.
1: accountable organization, the UN, than I would argue the United States. But who, Although, has, look, who has control I'm not over that. that? The United I'm not States, the United does, States government is all that accountable. Look at Hunter Biden, but, but, but or Joe the Biden, the United but,
0: States government has. A say in the UN, and none of this is about. I want to look at changing this. it I, for I don't the better. Off the top All of, my of this head. is about dog no, whistling over conspiracies. I, I didn't
1: prepare for this topic because I want to look at the UN Security Council and I want to look at its members and I want to see because any one country on that UN Security Council can veto any of this action. And I want to look at the names of those because I believe there are names of countries on there that are not seeking peace, that can veto the actions of the UN. Right, but I, you support but a president I, who supported Russia. Head, that's I all. Mean, so the I, I just as a red herring. want to see that Harry. to know for sure. That's, what do you mean it's a red herring? I'm saying I want to see the name I mean, of the countries and see if my memory serves. You Is have, there a country have that will never Trump engage them? Trump who supported them?
0: and wanted to engage in Russia. So if, like, that's you your... engage in Russia? he's going
1: to try to get if, him out of... out he of, had out a love fest. Out of...
0: So, like, I don't know. I think the hypocrisy on this... I to... At the end of the day, I, Mike Lee just where, needed attention. He wasn't that he was getting enough up with attention. With Russia, where
1: did that? Is that? Are you mean like? What are you talking about? The Mueller I mean, investigation? I, what are you saying? I am
0: just suggesting that there are no solutions that Mike Lee is bringing to the table.
1: You, he's well, bringing that's criticism. different than saying that the issue itself is unworthy of even consideration. I think the if UN he is would is like a joke, to
0: address it seriously, which he's not. He's All right, I'm going to try to get calling. an
2: interview with him. I actually been emailing his staff, so next week I'll discuss it with him and see what we can find out on that. Greg Hughes, Kevin McCarthy, after. It's been what two months since his ouster, yeah. and now he's quitting. He's leaving Congress by the end of the year. Are you surprised by this? Should he put his big boy pants on and yeah, stay he should, it, out it, his look, term? Look, I know it's
1: rough, and I know it's a, I know it's a really, really rough time in that Congress, and I know that, yeah, there's, I mean, he's got a lot of people that are very sympathetic to that how things rolled out. Um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't right. He did, a, he made a lot of decisions that ended up helping him get ousted that he made in good faith, hoping to work together. But the problem with him leaving early is that they already have the, the thinnest majority of, of Republicans and of any party majority party in the house in in American history, it does not make the Republicans any stronger for him to leave that seat early before. I mean, he can not run for reelection. That's fine, but he should, he should stick it out and his leadership is needed. I think to help the whole body, move forward it's again it's the legislative process is math you need you need the numbers of people to do it or else you let you empower the minority party because they'll get their numbers if you can't coalesce as a republican as a majority so him leaving does not make that body stronger and uh and i think it makes the democrats stronger
2: i think it would be classier to stay and finish doing your job and be supportive of the new leadership because that's how it works Am it's I hard wrong not to, to speculate
0: so this is a man who has played body politic for decades Um, he knows how to play it he built up chits he did it the right way he paid his dues he traded he raised money I'm saying he really understood the legislative body and he worked within it so if you're speculating and Greg alluded to this Man, it must be pretty bad if he's tapping out. Because his read's going to be your read. He doesn't think it's good for the party. Mm -mm. And if he's at the point where he's like, screw the party, man. They did me wrong several times.
1: It must be so tense right now in the caucus. The country has got to be... I mean, look... You can Nobody can put Gates. the country first. From the house's perspective, forever. McCarthy, you still, even if you hate McCarthy's guts and you're a Republican, you gotta, you gotta hope that he would help keep the Republicans it's just, together.
0: It's an indication of in how a number up. that's
1: larger than the Democrats. Yeah, you cannot let the Democrats run the Congress as a minority party. it's
0: an party. Indication of how messed up the the uh, Republican conferences right now. And they, they probably need to figure there. it out
2: because they have an election coming up in a year. And I they don't keep waiting. They
0: figure it out. I'm fine. <laughs> <They> know <keep laughs> wa- <laughs> you are. I'm not. I, I need they them to
1: figure it, it out. They keep waiting for that red
2: wave, but there's going to be no red wave if you oh, can't pull it together. There hasn't been, or,
0: since Trump has led this party, they have a lost. The losers. Yep.
1: It's true. Trump doesn't have coattails, but but Trump is immensely popular. But they, but the people that he's popular with aren't really looking for the politicians he might like. They just like him. I know, and they like him.
0: So y'all are losing.
1: No, well, yeah,
0: you're losing every other election. I mean, you know, it's
1: look when Biden won in twenty, you guys didn't do all that great. You were supposed to do better in Congress and everything else. You didn't. I'm sad we
0: didn't save the the Christmas songs till the the end so we could
2: leave on a happy note. Who has something nice to share with us? What yeah, are you going to do this weekend, Greg?
1: I'm going to watch my niece play basketball tomorrow. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that is fun. She's playing in uh, like the junior jazz stuff, and she's, she's got some height. She's got a turnaround jumper best. that I'm, mm, I'm How excited. old is she? Oh, my gosh. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, we went a little deep <laughs> on yeah, the ten, family ten years, old, the ten years old, I think. Okay, ten years old. Okay, that's He's fun. She's about this tall.
1: She's, she's actually <laughs> real tall for her age. She's, the coach has to guard her in practice because she's tall.
0: I, uh, celebrating tonight, have a funeral tomorrow, but it was a life well lived. She was 96. Okay, good. It's, uh, it's Chris's, um, aunt. And then we are doing some babysitting for the grandkids tomorrow. Nice. So you've got a jam. I would love to see that. I would love to
1: have a, be a fly on the wall and watch you babysit. I want to see you. Chris is is a good grandpa. (laughs) Being overly patient. With what? food flying, and I
0: am so toys good. everywhere. I am really squared away with teeny little ones, and then I kind of want to skip you because toddlers <laughs> are more skilled than I am. So I don't want to talk to you again until you're maybe four and a half, yeah. Uh, and then I'm good to go from four and a half until. So you don't like the, the age group negotiating with grandma? terrorist face? Exactly, yeah. I don't, grandma. Um, it is. You're hilarious. It is uh, seven months
1: old and two. That is awesome. I'm so happy.
0: Ah, <laughs> <Aww. laughs>
1: you're gonna do well. It's gonna be. This good. isn't
0: like my first time. With I know. Them.
1: I know. I just. I would just like to watch it. I'd like to see how that I'm all send plays you some out. Pictures, yeah, yeah. I know. Like then to you how can how live and learn
2: out. for Grandpa grandpa. How about days? you, Heidi? What are you doing? What am I doing? I have um, a group of. Five girlfriends from high school that we've been best friends for, um, well, since probably fourth grade. Actually, I I don't know why I say high school. We've been best friends since fourth grade, and we're having a... Christmas dinner That's on Sunday, nice. so that will be nice, and probably Saturday will be spent cleaning and cooking and making sure that it looks like my house is way more awesome than it is right now. So, Perfect, yeah. So it'll be good times to be had for all. So I'm glad you all came in. uh I'm sorry you had to fight with Greg on your birthday.
0: I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I. You got. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought I, you I, I thought kid you kid would afford it a little more respect. I for me
1: treat you with kid gloves. You never get a tough.
0: Our listeners won't Debate believe us, but me. we are the same age. I mean, they do talk about how more mature girls you're, are than boys. Look,
1: you're a grandma, but. and I'm not a grandpa. So I just, that, right? <laughs> you can there. be a
2: grandma in the state of Utah easy peasy <laughs> when you're like 41 or 42. So You'll make I am make a grandfather. You will make a great grandma. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Well, you have to shave that beard, though.
1: Someone told me that my grandkids are going to be afraid of me. They will not be afraid of me. When Who told you that? A friend of mine, he's like, mm. you know, you're, they're mm. going to think you're mean. No, That's not won't. my read on you. No, it won't be. I'm, I'm, It's my goal to be the favorite.
0: I think you're going to be slipping in contraband.
2: Yeah. You're like the softer side of Sears. Not on yeah. the podcast, but like the softer side of Greg. It exists.
1: Yeah, it does. Thank you for noticing. You're welcome. Thanks Merry for Christmas. joining us
2: today.